Hi, and welcome to episode 130 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli, and with me today are Vicki Stokes. Hi. And Suze Gilbert. Hi, everyone. And that, folks, is how I think we're going to start a geekiest show ever this week. Wait a minute. What? Wait, wait. What's that noise? Yeah. Yeah. No, what, what is that noise? What's that air? Do you hear that air air coming out somewhere? Did I, did I go in the wrong room? Did I get the chocolate and the peanut butter here? What's going on here now? <laughs> in case you haven't figured it out, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a crossover, ep- crossover episode with Geeky Show Ever. This is episode 308 for them. And since we are going to be talking about the same thing on both episodes, we decided just to merge it into one. So... If you do subscribe to both of us, Geekiest Show Ever and Three Geeky Ladies, we would appreciate it if you would download both, but you only need to listen to one because both epi- this episode will go out on both feeds. But please like a buy one, get one. That's right. But just mm-hmm. please download both of them. Just, you know, for numbers, you know, that it's would be. It's a BOGO. It's, that would be really helpful. <laughs> we, need our, we need our BOGO points, baby. Yeah. But <laughs> what we wanted to. What we wanted to talk about is what we'd like to see from Apple in the future. And if you saw the show notes that I'm looking at right now, we have a lot to say. Mm. My big one has always been, and I've been talking about this for years, is I want to see Apple stop releasing a Mac OS or an iOS every year just because they think they have to. If the existing iOS or OS is not as close to bug-free as possible, I know it's never going to be perfect. But I don't understand this reasoning of I have to release it every 12 months. What's wrong with every 18 months? What's wrong with two years? I think part of it is the fact that, you know, this is in their culture. That was the way, you know, when the company was struggling back from the edge, you know, you know, they always had to keep the hype going and get everyone excited about a new release. Well, now you guys are at the top of the pile. Um you know, financially and everything else, just, yeah, back off and let's be, you've gone through your adolescence. Let's go uh, enter into some maturity here and kind of like fix things and get it to work right. You don't need to hype anymore for, you know, for God's sakes, you more or less rule the, the, the cell phone industry uh, and your, your computers are doing well too. You guys are not losing money. Just take the time and yeah, let's put some spit and polish on stuff before you release it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. There are so I many agree. the little things that don't work that are so irritating. And then they add features that are just even more irritating, like the thing with the, oh no, Safari. I, I, just, Safari is just like a piece of uh, crap. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> I don't use Safari. Course. I use Chrome, yeah. so I have no opinion yeah, on Safari, it, but. Yeah. And there's so many things that don't work with Safari, you know, um, there are apps that you cannot use. Uh, I mean, websites that don't work. Uh, I got apps on my job that I like to use, and I can't use it on uh, Safari. Um, and it, and let's not even talk about iTunes on the Mac. It's like a nightmare. It is. It's a behemoth nightmare. You know, and, um, Vicky, and Vicky, the other thing, it slows it down. Every single time I upgrade and I kick my you know what, when I upgrade, it slows my computer down even more. And I, again, I have to sometimes reinstall drivers because, you know, like um, my profiles are all gone on my printer. It's just so frustrating. So I, I try not to upgrade, you know, for a while. What what year iMac do you have? From last year. 
from last like they replaced it. this one because remember i had a lemon i had a lemon yeah. imac yeah. it was horrible yeah. Yeah. yeah and they replaced it so it's just it's just so frustrating yeah, yeah i haven't I mean, had any issues with drivers uh, that's one thing that i do like about mac is that uh, on, on, i have a pc for work and grief every time i try to connect anything new to it. Of course, it's locked down by the uh, IT department. But if I try to connect something new to it, I have to do a dance to get it to work. And with Mac, it tends to not be the case. Um, though we had some issues today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Skype, but I think oh, still this having issues. Yeah. Skype, yeah. Skype is awful. Yeah. I mean, and as everyone who listens to both podcasts know, I've been having a problem with mail ever since I updated Mojave to the most recent version. And it's just getting worse. And on top of that, Mojave, there's something in it, I don't know what, that is causing my computer not to crash, but it just stops. And if I'm listening to music, the music continues, but I get the spinning beach ball and nothing. Oh, ha- the I can't, spinning beach ball I can't move my mouse. All the time. I can't move yep. the mouse. I can't open yep. up another app. I have to sit there from 30 to 60 seconds and just let it finish. Yep. And then it's back to business as usual. But this happens every freaking day. Uh, Elisa, you're you're doing it wrong. It's not a bug. It's a feature. It's the time I'm sorry, you're supposed Mike. to take and meditate. And oh, relax. sorry, Mike. I misunderstood. Get, uh, no, Apple's looking out for you here. Yeah, so, they know uh, what's best. No. Right. They don't have screen time <laughs> built care. into macOS yet. So it's the spinning beach ball instead. Yeah. Just for your self care. <laughs> Do you know I have never? I have never. I'm not really a violent person. I'm a, an assertive person. I have to be driving here, but I can't tell you how many times when I start my iMac and I see that damn beach ball of death, I want to punch my fist through the. And I says, "Don't do that because I won't be able to sell it." But I can't even tell you. <laughs> That I just want to punch something. It's so frustrating. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, is it frustrating? Gosh, you sound like a PC or Windows user. And mm-hmm. I'm not at all. Yeah. Mac's yeah. forever. But the thing yeah. is, is that the Mac is just not, I mean, I, I've had Macs in the past, which have been wonderful. And this one is last year's. It has yeah. what, like a terabyte or something of, of space. And oh my gosh. And I don't have all that many apps on it either, Melissa. And it is a dog. It mm-hmm. is well, a no- dog. Do you guys have spinning hard drives? Uh, I have an SSD in, on mine. Uh, you I, do. I have, okay. SS, I have SSD too. Yeah. Have no. you okay. taken a look um, in the uh, um, activity manager to see what those processes are to mm-hmm. see if you can Google? I mean, you know, you can look in there and it's like, okay, well, yep. what the hell does that yeah. mean? It's kind of cryptic, but you can at least look the, it up. And the see. only thing I I thought it was Photoshop because I do use Photoshop a lot or in Illustrator. Those are the two that I use primarily on the Mac. I don't use anything. I don't use my Mac for anything else because I use my iPad for everything. And wow. so I really don't even need a Mac anymore, to be honest with you. I do everything on my mm-hmm. iPad, but I thought, well, maybe I had a bad version of Photoshop. So I get another version of Photoshop and I, I you know, install that um, and it's still I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just the the computer. The last one that I had, and, and our listeners know about this, it arced on me. I had that repaired. It was slow. I mean, even the people at the app store, when I brought it to the Genius Bar, they're like, this is unbelievable. We've never seen anything so slow. And I said, well, could you have it for, take it as long, take a week, just keep it, just fix it for me. And they could never pinpoint it. So they thought, well, maybe there was a loose connection in the monitor itself and you know in the logic board that perhaps was making it so slow so they gave me a brand new one and i got the 4k display and blah 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 and it hasn't nice. been any better it hasn't been any better still just, just as slow 
just as slow. It's like I have my old one back. So I thought, well, then it then sounds I thought, like well, it's not hardware. Then it sounds. Well, then I did too. I thought the same thing. I thought, well, maybe it's a software. So I, I, t- I took everything off of it, everything, mm-hmm. and I cherry picked every single thing I put on it. And I waited a few days. Nothing. I can't find. And I let, like I said, the only thing that I had. So I took Photoshop off. I took Lightroom off, and I took uh, Illustrator off. I put Photoshop back on. It was fine. You know, still slow. Put. And it was slow without even all of those, just the regular um, Mac, um, you know, uh, apps that they have on, you know, when you, when you uh, install it and it's still slow. So I don't regular tasks, like what kind of tasks? I I thought, well, maybe it's the Adobe's, you know, stuff because Adobe and Apple don't sometimes play very nice together because of their little egos there, but um, it wasn't that. So I don't know what it is, but you know what? I'm just going to end up selling this and I'll probably end up getting um, a laptop, you know, Apple, of course, I'll get a MacBook or something. And then I just use my iPad. My then, iPad. You'll just, then you'll just have problems with the keyboard. <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, I love not, my iPad. I love my iPad. Yeah. And I was going to say, this conversation kind of dovetails with an issue that I had on there was hardware issues. The hardware is great when it works but when it doesn't it's sort of epic like the the butterfly keyboard they're having problems with that um the that one iphone i forget which one it was that had the uh, connectivity issue and steve jobs told you you were holding it wrong mm-hmm. uh, oh, you a, yeah, yeah <laughs> that whole that's thing right. four. wasn't it the 4s or the 4 that's right one of them and there's been a few other things where they've had issues with computers uh that you know it's just weird crap of theirs and you know people struggle with it like say when it works it's great but then you just have these few issues and i guess all manufacturers have issues and i don't know if it's um sometimes apple's uh, hubris gets in the way that you know their egos just won't let them you know admit or you know just you know say hey we screwed up and let's fix it i i don't know what the issue is but like i say this i know i don't have that problem i've heard a lot of people talking about the the butterfly keyboards and how they're just like crap and nobody's in the new macbook pros i think it is uh, or yeah. the laptops yeah and none of them are happy with it like i say it's just that seems to be one of their chinks in their armor is that when hardware goes wrong they just have trouble addressing it oh, which goes back to huge Yeah, which goes back to what I said about rushing out the OSs. Take your time. I think customers would rather wait, excuse me, would rather wait an extra six months for a product that's going to work 95% of the time for 95% of the people versus having to do a recall program. Oh, this isn't working. So we're going to, uh, not a recall, but a replacement program Mm -hmm. where we're going to fix your problem. They make their money off of AppleCare. AppleCare's replaced. Two, three of my computers. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but he, you know, if you get it right in the first time, right. then, you know, you don't have to spend all that money to fix it later on, even when it gets yeah. out of warranty, because right. it's your, your fault, of, not the customer's. And you're out of your a computer the whole time while you're waiting right. for it. Yeah, that's yeah really because right. not everybody, and, yeah, not everybody yeah. has an iPad to use yeah. while their computer is being repaired. Yeah, I don't. Right. I, yeah. I'm some people, iPad. <laughs> yeah, some people have one or the yeah. other. Well, look, then, look, I'm a consultant. I mean, I'm out there. I'm yeah, out there representing the brand in a way. You know, I've got. Yeah. I'm not defending them, but I I use my computer yeah. to demonstrate things for clients. And if it's not working, and if it's not up to snuff, then that's that's a bad look. That's a really bad look. Mm-hmm. Right. I have yeah. to right. wonder if if some of that is. I'm not defending them, but I have to wonder if some of it is driven by 
the uh, stakeholders and the shareholders? You know, are they what's driving this constant release? Because, you know, if, if something doesn't happen, oh, everybody gets up in arms and, oh, Apple hasn't released this in so long and they count the days. We, we all check the same websites and we look how often you're, things are You're right. I think it's the Apple fanboys and fangirls that expect this to happen mm-hmm. on a regular Propellate. basis. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, they're just giving them what they want. But you know, then also the developers need their thing. And that, that conference actually is for the developers. We listened. We as 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 consumers uh, pay attention. But it's actually for the developers to get some updates on what's going on uh, with the OS. But I will say I will never, ever buy PC. I don't want to deal with mm-hmm. any of those. Oh, you're absolutely right, Vicky. I mean, I, I love the interface mm-hmm. on the Mac. Yep. It's so intuitive. And that Windows has a long way to go to get mm-hmm. anywhere near that interface. It's yeah, still clunky. When Susie was talking about the problems mm-hmm. she was having, I was like, wow. I mean, that just describes me whenever I've tried to use anything other than a Mac. I mean, my yeah. blood pressure feels like it's going out my yeah, ears. Right. Yeah. Yes. I'm just so frustrated. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, why can't I just fill in the blank. Why can't I just fill in the blank? Yeah. Why can't why can't I do this? Why doesn't it just work? Yeah, you can, but you have to buy an app for Windows. To but to you work. know it's something yeah. simple, <laughs> at least on my husband's window machine. If I put in a hard drive on my computer, it just pops up on the desktop. Mm-hmm. When he puts in a hard drive or a flash drive or something, I have to go searching for it. I can't find it. It doesn't just pop up on the desktop. You have to go searching. Why? Well, maybe yeah. they have their settings set so that it doesn't show up on the desktop. And I'll tell you, that's one of the yeah. things I know you like it. I know a lot of people like it for their own reasons. But in in my experience working in different environments, that's one of the very first things I turn off because I had seen too many people accidentally rename their hard drives, whether they're external, whether it's the internal one. I just I hide that stuff right away. I just turn that off and I'm, I make them I force them to use the finder to find things to navigate. But stuff. you can't find it though. I'm going through. I'm, oh, oh, it's just yeah, no, as much as we might be finder, complaining. It's, one click, it's in a sidebar. It's it's a click to yeah, the as, finder and a click to the hard drive. It's very. I mean, as much as we I, might be complaining about Apple today, it's still yeah. so much better. And I would right. not move to a Windows machine. I only have my husband use it because it's what he knows. And yeah. for the for yeah. the what he uses his computer for, spending three or four hundred dollars on a laptop is fine. Spending you know a few thousand dollars on a laptop on a Mac, it's not worth yeah. it for him. Yeah, but the but thing I, about the thing about the cost, which is what a lot of people complain about, is mm-hmm. that that's in my notes. I can actually sell my 2014 Mac. There are people who want it, and nobody wants an old PC. You know, I mean, why would you want to buy? An yeah, old they don't PC? hold their to value. Get back well. To, to get back value. to what Melissa was yeah. saying yeah. Um, about the shareholders, I do think that. Um, Apple is under a ton of pressure mm-hmm. by just the patents that they have and about how innovation, because if you think about, for an instance, you know, when they came out with the Apple watch, you know, my husband works for a tech company, as you know, here, and, you know, they had been working on some of the, um, the components for, um, you know, like, uh, detecting AFib and, you know, blood pressure and, you know, handheld, um, uh, CAT scans, that type of thing. But so if you think about what they've done with the Apple Watch, that they can actually, and which is absolutely fascinating being a retired nurse, is, um, you know, to detect an arrhythmia. But that said, you can't just rest on your laurels because right now they have a, another company that I just read this week that is also um, coming out with other rhythms, which I thought, 
you know, Apple, don't stop, you know, you know, be able to detect bradycardia, which is a slow heart rate, be able to detect, uh, to detect tachycardia, which is a very fast and rapid heart rate. So that way, you know, you're getting a lot more out of your, of your watch. And this other company is already, you know, screaming to get that on the market with another smartwatch. Although it's really hard to, you know, with Apple watch becoming so comprehensive as far as this, you know, little smart device on your wrist, I do think they're an, under an immense amount of pressure to be constantly innovating and people expect it because, you know, how many times have we watched a, uh, a keynote um, presentation and people are like, oh, you know, they didn't do anything. You know, they're not coming out with a new phone. They're not coming out with this. I mean, they're, I mean, they get criticism either way. So mm-hmm. I think they just have to shut the noise up and say, okay, this is just what we're, I mean, how, if you think about how many iterations you can do with a, with a watch or you can do with a, a phone, I mean, seriously, yeah, you can keep changing the size, but the only thing you can do is keep making them more powerful within the size that they are as, as far as thinness and heaviness. The only thing I have to criticize about being a photographer with the iPhone is that when I um, go to use like my up button to use as a shutter, mm-hmm. I automatically press the on off and then I, I it shuts off. Mm-hmm. Like, damn it. I've, I've done really, that too. <laughs> that's a really dumb thing to put. I, they should have put it on the top, you know? So when you, oh. your thumb, your thumb is not hitting that when you go to take, use the volume up button for, you know, a landscape uh, orientation photo to, to take it. So, you know, there's things like that, but I mean, the expectation for Apple is just enormous. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I think as far as the iPad, I, I think that's the most, the Apple Pencil will always be the most brilliant thing they've come out with because I have probably $500 worth of styli that are sitting in a drawer. And when the Apple Pencil came out, I think that is just brilliant because it truly does feel like when you draw or you write on it, that you're actually writing um, with a pen or a pencil. So, you know, I, I, I don't have complaints about that. I just have complaints about oversights that they're doing with certain things. That's what my primary doesn't it make you wonder who are they testing this stuff on? Like, are they really beta testing this well enough? The developers get it ahead of time to beta test it. But I just have to wonder who who's really testing this stuff because it should be us. <laughs> I think it's they're in their bubble and they see their That's world. That's a good word, Vicky. Yeah. That's a very they, good word. They see their world, you know, within that bubble and they don't mm-hmm. ever, they rarely look outside. They used I, to, they used to have evangelists out there like you, you're a consultant that yeah. work for Apple that yeah. will go out and try to, but they don't have to do that anymore because they already got us as consumers. Yeah, well, so yeah, yeah, brand loyalty and all that. I think they're trying to appeal to a broad spectrum of demographics, you know, because yeah. even though people, like say, say for instance, are poor, they will, they will scrimp and save to get a, to get an iPhone or used iPhone do, or whatever. Yeah. They want that brand. They want Apple. However, that said, they're trying to also do millennials and, you know, baby boomers. And, you know, they're tr- I, I think, um, you know, when they came out with the memojis, you know, the animojis, I'm like, seriously? That, is that it- was for the teen audience. Oh, yeah. It's like, hell. And for Suzanne, because she loves them. Oh, no, I love them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to come out with a giraffe, guys. <laughs> oh, a giraffe. Oh. <laughs> I know. But, no, you know, I do think um, I would like to see them really, I mean, I have certain things on my list um, that we're going to talk about, but my big thing for me, and I'll just delve quickly into it, is the, you know, if we go and we start at the top with the App Store, I think the App Store is a convoluted, hot mess. 
they have this beautiful face page and it's redundant. You know, how many times are they going to talk about the Procreate creators? And I love Procreate. That's one of the most fabulous drawing app ever. But, you know, there's no, they used to have, when the App Store first came out, and I was really heavily into photo apps, they used to have a new app section that you could see the new apps. And it gave developers kind of a heads up that they could have their, you know, their app at least on the new app page. Now, you can't find a new app if you tried. You have to get it by, you know, it, it reading something. And the other thing is the subscription model. I've been crabbing about this forever. I am so sick of when you download an app that you have to pay 50 bucks for subscription. How, when is this model going to break? Because I just think this is ridiculous that you can't pay five bucks for an app. And then I don't care if I have to pay two or $3 for an upgrade. I really don't care. But 50 bucks a year for a subscription I am never going to buy Apple News either. I'll tell you that. I shouldn't have yeah. to pay for news. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's going to break the App Store with those kinds of things because people I agree. don't expect to pay, constantly pay for an app that they own. I'm not going Well, that's do the that. thing. I think yeah. that yeah. the developers, they want you to either download it for free or download it for $5, but then have that constant stream of income, mm-hmm. knowing that for $3 a month or $30 a year, they know they're going to get that money from you and they're they're, what their argument is, but we're going to push out those updates to you instead of having to wait for you to upgrade at you know in two years from now, which I get from their point of view. But sometimes, like for one password, for example, I don't pay the subscription. Me, I I went out and I bought it. I paid fifty dollars, whatever the, whatever it was for the Mac, and then whatever it was for the iPhone and the iPad. So I pay it, and when they have a paid upgrade, I pay for that paid upgrade because it's mm-hmm. so far apart. I'm not paying a subscription. I, I don't want to be beholden. And, the, and, the and if it ain't, if it works, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And for yeah. my particular needs, maybe for some people, they need that subscription because they have multiple people sharing the vaults in one password. For me, still, it's just me. I do that. But I mean, yeah, and, and, the, the, and the model and that model works for you. It works for me. Because I subscri- know how to use it. But I, yeah. Yeah. you, I but get the, but, from where they're coming from. Because and, and then, then developers, developers have these issues with the bugs. I'm not paying for you to fix a bug that's in my software. You fix something that I purchased that doesn't work, you know? And um, I, I I think that that whole subscription thing is what happened to newspapers. Nobody wants to pay for news. No, nobody wants to pay for your upgrades. Apple, at least not on the Apple. Um, Apple gives us free OS updates. And we sort of expect about you own an application that for any changes in terms of fixing problems right it's free you don't pay right. for something that's yeah. broken willing to pay really for an upgrade you want yeah. new features so yeah you i mean advertise those features to make me want to buy the next one next yeah time. i'll pay so. for the upgrade if it's an app yeah. that i use all the time and i enjoy i'll pay for that mm-hmm. upgrade i don't have a problem with that but mm-hmm. i just don't want to because i mean it just it's it's like with mm-hmm. apple which goes back to something that i was looking at is mm-hmm. stop nickel and diming us with yes. the services. I mean, you're paying yes. $99 a year for Apple Music if you're a solo yeah. listener. Then you're paying for <laughs> iCloud. Then you yeah. might be paying for Apple News. Then you might be paying for the future. Apple, Apple Care. App, yeah, you're just paying for all these different yeah. Apple things. Why can't they do a bundle like Amazon Prime where you pay? Yeah, we're paying a lot of money for Amazon Prime. But in return, what we're getting is the, the free shipping or the quicker shipping. We're getting the movies. We're getting a Kindle book. We're getting photos. Excellent customer service. Yeah, excellent and they, customer and service. Music, and especially if Apple wants to dive into the streaming, you know, um, a market as well, they're going to have to do something with a bundle. But that said, you know, to get back to Melissa's point, is how many 
subscriptions can you have? I mean, if you have to subscribe to every single app you want, you're going to freaking go broke. That's right. I mean, right. this is getting to yeah. the point of ridiculousness. Yeah. Did you see what I wrote in the, so- the show notes? I said that those those subscription fees that they keep asking for, those are the first on the chopping block, especially when, you know, you guys have families. You know what it was like. I mean, your kids are a lot older, but you know what it's like. It's like the kids are nickel and diamond. Yeah, exactly. Those, those subscription fees are going to be the very first thing on the chopping block. And that's even if they make it to the table in the first place. That's mm-hmm. even if we can't afford it. Like we're affording as a family um, iCloud storage for all of our devices yep. to be backed up because that's a, a, a good value proposition for all of us. We have the two terabyte uh, version of the iCloud storage because we have to. We're a family of not just four because there's my dad in there. So there's five. No, that's five people. That's that's a pretty yep. decent value. And then you yeah. guys all know from listening to other shows that I'm a big frugalista. So every year I go hound those those iTunes gift cards that go on sale and then I save money on that. So that mm. brings the cost down. So to me, it's worth it to pay that. I'm okay with that. But then you add on music and then this, of course, my kids are going to be all over the gaming when they release the arcade. Yep. But it's like, yep. it's like that old Saturday Night Lives get 25 cents, the 25 cents, except it's $9.99 and $9.99 and $9.99 and it all adds up yeah. and, you know, you just can't afford it. And then well, and when something happens, if a kid breaks a leg, literally, you know, right. that's going to be the first <laughs> thing that goes so that we can afford that medical cost or or anything else or braces or anything else that crops up in a family. And there's so other subscriptions. When they, when they get up there on that stage and they say that they're trying to make it family friendly, I call BS on that. <laughs> well, see, there's other subscriptions, too, because not only do you have the Apple, you've got if you have HBO, if you have Hulu, yep. if you have, you know, yep. television, if you've got That's your, what your phone, saying. you've but got even, all but even these photo subscriptions. Apps, but even photo apps now or, or in art apps are going, oh, you yep. know, if you want to download this photo Stickers app, it's going to cost it's going to cost thirty dollars yep. or fifty bucks for the year to use i'm like you're no yeah. adobe number for, one yeah, and yeah well it's, it's, and part p- part of the problem is um you know apple you know i think they've kind of plateaued as far up to a point anyway as, uh, as far as how many iphones and hardware they can sell and they need to keep making money for their stockholders to kind of circling mm-hmm. back to what we were saying so now they're pushing the services which makes the stockholders happy but the thing is you have like say all these services from apple discounting all the apps and the uh their charges but you're yeah, like you say, Apple is nickel and diming you. And if they were like, you know, the Apple of oh, what roughly 10 years ago when they were struggling to get somewhere, you might go along with it. But you look at their, you know, how much capital they have and, you know, they're the richest uh, company in the world. I believe I don't think they've gotten knocked off their perch yet. Um, and so but they're still charging all this stuff. They're trying to find every way that they can to make money off of you. I think that's kind of the irritating part um, and kind of one of the things that I had on there, too. Uh, it goes back to their profitability and the things that they do is the hardware. It used to be that you could buy like an iMac or a Mac mini or something. And if you didn't have the money to get exactly the one you want, you could get one and then upgrade your hard drive, upgrade your Ram. Uh, You could do things like that. So you could save a little money and then you'll upgrade it later. But now they're getting to the model where you'd better buy the one you want or learn to live with less. And like I say, they've taken that away from somebody um, because, you know, I've done that a lot. You buy a computer and you kind of work your way up a little RAM, a little you know, mm-hmm. hard drive. Yeah, something. I think we all have. Yeah. yeah. And they and it's just it. Uh, and they say it's for, you know, the consumer satisfaction. I understand for a group of consumers. Yes, this is true. There are people, you know, not us, obviously, that don't want to take the computer apart. They just want it to work. But. 
they uh, and I know maybe we're just the extreme minority so that we can just be ignored. We'll still fork over our money, but they don't have to listen to us. But, you know, those of us who do want to do something with our computers, we're just kind of like there's like, yeah, yeah, you guys aren't important. You know, don't worry about yeah. it. I think that kind of rubs us the wrong yeah. way. Yeah, I, yes. I, don't, I don't necessarily want to take part in my computer, uh, but uh, I do want the options of saying getting a different drive from someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. That kind of thing. I was going to say, um, because Apple's so expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might pay $400 at Apple and maybe $300 at OWC or another company. You may be able to get a more reliable drive in there than Apple's drive, you know, or, you know, a different capacity than Apple's offering. You know, you don't even have that choice. So, uh, yeah, I think they, they're on their high horses and they sort of think, oh, we know what's best for you. So sit down But it's and also shut up. pricing you out of the market because if you yeah, say, is. I really need a terabyte of storage in my computer because, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but mm-hmm. you say, wow, I just can't afford it. I'm stuck I, with 500. I'm looking yeah. to upgrade maybe next year sometime. And I want a 32 gigabyte hard drive because I actually need one with that much memory. And I'm thinking, I don't want an iMac. And I definitely don't want to pay, pay as much for a laptop. Come on, this is ridiculous. I mean, I I'm not going to pay almost $4,000 for a laptop. This is crazy. So That's why I'm just thinking a MacBook, yeah. you know, because really, <clears throat> but I'm thinking, why do I even need a, uh, a laptop anymore? The iPad does everything. You know, yeah. I've always been a proponent of the iPad. And as they get more and more storage and I have iCloud, I mean, I don't, I don't really see a need to have a laptop anymore, to be honest with you. I love yeah. my iPad. Well, I'm considering a PC to do the work that I'm talking about doing because yeah. I can't afford to, to buy the What Mac about a Chromebook? Well, uh, well, if I can get 32 gigabytes of RAM, well, yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you need that processing power yeah, and all speak, that yeah, memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only thing I the only thing I wish see this is what I do need is I do need an uh, uh, my Epson is not an air print I have an air printer uh, mm-hmm. an Epson air printer but my photo printer is not so I'm stuck that makes me have to have something to be able to print from Photoshop yeah. to Epson so if they would somehow um, you know make it so you could actually print. You know, I know, I know uh, uh, Mike's going to talk about dongles, but it's something that mm. I could actually hook into my Epson and print from my iPad. That would be the perfect system for me. It would be perfect. And I would yeah. never leave Apple for that because you, I love my iPad so much. You could use Printobia, but you still have to have it connected yeah. to an old machine that runs as like a server. Exactly. And I've had Printobia in the past, you know, wow. but uh, Printobia is still around. Wow. <laughs> it is. It was bought out by a different company, but it's still around and I still use it. See, I'm one of those people that keeps all the old stuff. And, you know, we've <laughs> talked about this before. I'll, I I collect Max like I collect like other people collect cats. So I just have them all over the house and they all have some. They're all have been repurposed. The crazy Mac lady. I love it. I love it. The crazy Mac lady. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Now, one thing Suze alluded to earlier was the thinness. And that's another one of my pet peeves is why mm. do you have to worry about the devices being so thin? I mean, it just reminds me of that no, old no, no. Saturday Saturday Night Live skit where they were talking about uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, what was it called? The iPad Invisible? Uh-huh. Because they kept yeah. making them smaller and smaller and smaller, and pretty soon, and they just like put their two fingers together, and there was nothing there. You know, the iPad invisible. Don't worry about it being so thin. You know, we just saved you one gram of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I, I do have to say, though, just as as a devil's advocate, kind of a thing. Yes, I I think that they're thin enough 
but there is something to be said for they they still do not need to go the opposite and start making them thicker again for any reason. Yes. Um, I, I remember agree. like back in the beginning, like we'd be like, well, but I can't like, you know, hold it like a phone. Well, we kind of got used to that and stuff. But yep. when I switched to this, this iPhone eight plus, I wanted the bigger screen. I wanted to to live life with this. I wanted to know, you know, what the experience was like. And I like it for the most part, but more and more, I am really missing the days of being able to operate my phone one handed. You know, back when I had kids and, you know, when they were, well, I have kids, but when, when they were much littler and I was a lot more hands-on and constantly carrying a baby or pushing a stroller or huffing a diaper bag or, you know, something like that, I, I needed one-handedness. And then as they got older and I was able to have my hands to myself and be able to use <laughs> both hands on a device, then I, I was looking forward to that. But now the more and more I do it, maybe, uh, maybe CZ, you can understand this, but I'm having more, more and more pain up in my like neck and shoulder region from from doing that squeeze you know there's yes. there's something yeah. uh, there's something mechanical something like uh, OTPT about holding this big of a slab of glass for long periods of time and it's it's the point where i really have to practice or exercise some restraint and and that's why i like my apple watch so that i'm not picking yes. up the thick slab of glass more and more. You know, there's all these things that we might not think about like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's thin, it's thin enough. Yes, it is thin enough. You know, we can, we can stop now, but also let's not make sure they get bigger again. Or there is something to be said. I do think that they are putting some thought into the ergonomics of these products. And that does account for some of the thinness, some of the drive to become thinner and thinner and thinner because more of these things are portable. They are mobile. We are holding them in our hands. And there is something to be said for ergonomics and design when it comes to that kind of stuff. I agree because, you know, now, you know, they've had this for, uh, on iOS for a while where, you know, you can um, basically uh, text with with your thumb because you can pull the screen down to halfway, which is great. But for me, I never went with a bigger screen because it just seemed like I was going to take a picture with an iMac mini or an iPad mini, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But I love this. Be- I love, I have the X excess and mm-hmm. that's um, what i want next yeah and i have to tell you i can put i have a case on it that i can keep my license and my credit card in it yep. so i never have to bring a purse with me i put can it in my back this? yes i love see i love that and i can put it in my back pocket i always have my phone with me if if yep. i don't have my phone with me i don't have a credit card and a license so i'm i'm really messed up yep. and i put this it is my 20- wallet I love it. And I put a $20 bill just because sometimes I do have Me to too. have cash in between. <laughs> and, you know, I never have to carry a purse. It's fabulous. I don't want that. I would never buy another big, I, I mean love like this side phone. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do, do the same too. thing. This is, this is all I carry in my, my wallet yeah. case at all times. And then I, I have yeah, a little yeah. hook on the end of it and my pop socket. So I don't have it on me now, but I take it off to charge it. But I have a little a little hook here that I put a little lanyard on and then I could be hands-free. So I have to adapt, but I will tell you, this becomes a heavy boat. This does as thin as it is. It is still. That's the reason why I stopped doing that. I I used to have these, I used to buy these wallets to put my phones in, but now I I actually have the XX Max and um, I need it because, you know, my eyesight from 2020 to now, I actually need that's, glasses. To that's see. the other thing. And yeah, so you have so. to kind of pick and choose and there's yeah. trade offs for bigger and smaller. And so yeah. I was yeah. just at the I was at Sam's Club the other day comparing them. And the 10S Max is roughly the almost exact same size of this. But the difference is you have um, you don't have the black across the top and the bottom. You've got mm-hmm. the whole the whole yeah. screen there. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I want to go a little bit smaller yeah. than I thought 
And and I was right. I mean, I, I do most, I mean, I run my own business <laughs> and this is my business device. I mean, this is my medical, my health device, my business device. I use, this is my personal computer. I use this more than my Mac. I, can, and I, I agree with you. My mobile I office. Too, yeah. So I do yeah. like having that bigger screen size. Same reason for Vicky. My eyes are, are going bad. I like the bigger, the bigger keyboard, yeah. but I still, I'm still, you know, you know, when something just kind of eats away at you and it kind of nags at you and you think to yourself, I, I miss that small form factor. I miss the pocket mm-hmm. though. I miss being able to use it one-handed, even with a pop socket, it's better, but it's still not ideal. Cause I, my I, husband, everybody gets the hand-me-downs. So my husband has my old six, my six S and mm-hmm. every once in a while I have to, you know, maintain it, do something with it. And I pick it up and I'm like, Oh, I miss you, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just don't, um, I went the opposite where I just don't um, use my phone as much anymore. I just, you know, as I realized and it was hurting my hands, you know, playing games and I don't do games anymore. I don't do any of that anymore. I just say, you know what? I don't have to do this stuff. It was a novel. I got off Facebook. I don't need to use Facebook anymore. I mean, my life is just well, perfectly fine with all these things. So I just yeah. used it less. And um, what were you saying, yeah. Mike? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I'm in Melissa's court there because, you know, I'm a high school custodian. This is my office. I have it in uh, my, I call it my saddlebag because uh, I'm a uh, But I hear I carry you stuff for Yeah, well, okay. Uh, it's a merch, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But I have my saddlebag and I put it in there. But I mean, you know, so uh, people call me. I can adjust the heat of the school from on there for uh, using, you know, uh, a yeah. web interface and stuff. And so, you know, and I like the bigger phone because I'm carrying it around with me. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I say, and it's my entertainment center. I have uh, uh, Aftershocks, uh, Bone. The Swiss Army knife. So I wear them in high <laughs> school. Yes. Uh, so I listen to, you know, stuff on there and, uh, you know, and uh, yeah. Uh, and you know, I even, uh, haven't quite incorporated into my other podcast recording, but I got all my tablets, but if I wanted to, I could do that too. So yeah, it's, it's nice to have all that stuff. And, you know, one thing, you know, comparing, you can compare, uh, Apple and Android and there's some pluses and minuses. I wish there was an easy way to expand the memory in an iPhone, you have to buy the, buy it the way it is. And like I say, I'm, I'm agnostic here. I use anything. I have windows, I have Macs, I've tinkered in Linux. I've got Android tablets. I've, you know, got the whole schmear here. And, um, it, there is something nice about you take an Android device, you put a, a micro SD card in there. It says, do you want to use this as system memory? And it just goes boom. And yeah. for the most part, it works pretty good. There's a few times it kind of hiccups and burps and whatever, but it's just really nice. And, and Apple's solution is you can expand your memory, but you have to use a stupid app and you have to have like an external uh, hard drive or something, or you can maybe get some cases that'll plug in. Uh, I think, um, who is the case manufacturer? Uh, um, I forgot. Mophie, Mophie yeah. Mophie? Yeah, Mophie, yeah, they had one that you could just slide into your lightning adapter, but you still had to use this ponderous app to get to the stuff. It wasn't just like, uh, I just really wish the app would say, oh, we see stuff there. We'll just treat this as extra, you know, RAM, extra memory, uh, and just kind of make it seamless. I don't know that it'd be too hard, but they just don't want to yeah. do it. And it's frustrating just because, you know, and so you go out and I bought the 256 uh, gig phone because, and, you know, now I'm streaming my music and I, that's probably something else we're going to need to talk about too, is, you know, uh, Apple music, but I stream all my stuff. So I don't need all the storage that I uh, thought I was going to, but still, 
you know, you have to plan for your worst case scenario and, and pay for it. That's what the SD card would be great for, because like, as people know, I own my music. I stream some, but I prefer to own it. So I have 6,000 songs on my phone. So that would be nice to free up the space mm-hmm. on my phone because I have uh, 128 gig, but I've used 83 gigs already. And most mm-hmm. of it is the music. So it'd be nice to be able to put that on the SD card and then leave the rest of the phone open for other apps. Yeah. Or pictures even. Oh, yeah, my, like you're preaching to the choir about pictures. Because you know what <laughs> yeah. I think? I think because I have 40, okay, I have 46,000 photos on my phone. <laughs> so I'm kind of ashamed of that. Well, I'm a little phone. Fo- Are they in iCloud though? Well, this is just it. It's I can't delete any of them because it deletes it off iCloud. So to me, that's really dumb. Why don't they have that you can upload it to iCloud and into a folder that you want to keep the photo, but you don't want to keep it on your phone or, or your iPad? Now, what the hell? I mean, come I have on, 60, Apple. Sixty-one thousand seventy-nine photos and like a, I don't know about a thousand videos, but I just use <laughs> iCloud for everything, so it's got the I thumbnail. But it still, it still takes up it still it still takes gigs. up space. It, it still does takes up many many gigs, mm-hmm. and I would like to be able to offload the videos at least on two. Now yeah. I tried those. I tried those. Uh, I expand and the sand drive, the little jump drives that you plug into the bottom of your yeah. phone. Yep. But the apps for them are horrid. They're mm-hmm. abysmal. They are. Like I can't believe that Apple even allows them to be in the I app agree. store. They're terrible. Yeah. So yeah. the hardware is nice. The hardware is designed wonderfully. I think they put a lot of thought and effort into the design of those things. But then you go and you look at the app. So now I do the reverse. Anytime I'm looking at one of those things, if I'm going to review one or evaluate one or try to win one from a you know a, a, a raffle ticket or something, I go and I look up what it is and I go right to the app store and I look at the app and then I think, oh, no, forget about it. Moving yeah. on. I'll, yeah. I'll do something else. Because yeah. the thing is, is I, you know, like I go to France every year and I take a ton of pictures, but you know, I don't necessarily have to have them all on my phone, but I do want them in case I want to make a photo book or, exactly. but I, I, if I put them on iCloud and I delete any of them, they're gone. So it just, well, it's so frustrating. Right. And not only, not only do you take pictures of, of things that you want to enjoy and memories that you're making for me, like I said, my, my phone is a medical device. I'm taking pictures of medications. I'm managing kids, my volunteer, my business. I'm documenting a lot. A lot of my pictures are documentation. I mean, and I, I, I do use a scanning app for scanning documents, but a lot of things are just hardware pictures, pictures of people's screens to document something so I can research it later. Pictures of medications you know, just all these documentation style photos. I'd like to kind of weed that off and just, I just want the option. That's all. I just want the option. I just want more. They options. should allow it because if you're paying 10, to, okay, I pay $10 a year for the two terabyte, you know, Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so they should have an option that you, you know, if it's, you know, when you go to um, put a, a photo on iCloud, do you want to keep it in iCloud and, t- and delete it off your phone? Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't delete it off iCloud. It's on iCloud. So if you want it again, you can go grab it, but it's deleted off your device. Oh my God, hell hello. I would just be so happy. I would be spitting nickels because I think that is a horrible oversight that Apple doesn't allow that. So it's so, so frustrating. I have st- all those photos take up so darn much space on my phone, but I don't want to delete them. So, you know, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place unless I, you know, go and put them somewhere else. And yeah. while we're on that, I can, I can knock through a couple things off my list too. The, the free version of the iCloud storage. I mean, it's five gigabytes still. And yet isn't the lowest 
the smallest hard drive size you can buy is 64 gig. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they upgrade that? I mean, and why isn't it unlimited for students or something? Like, why aren't they more competitive with their iCloud storage spaces? And it should oh, be per device. Culture. It should be per, per device, device because how many people have more than like maybe they have an iPad, an iPad mm-hmm. Pro, or an iPad Mini, We've and got a, a phone. Full of them. But you've got but no, one person, not even a family, just one person, and then you have five gigabytes. I mean, even my yeah. husband who only has the phone, I had mm-hmm. to put him on a fifty gig plan right. for what a dollar 99 or 99 cents whatever it is i had to put yeah. Yeah, i think 99 cents a month i had to put him on a plan because he was losing he couldn't back up his phone anymore to right. icloud right like, and you get you but you have nothing on the phone that. he has nothing on his <laughs> yeah. phone so yeah. i think that the five gigabyte is too paltry that needs to be upgraded yeah um, and it should and be per thing, device. while we were talking about while we were talking about photos and this will probably my my request here is probably going to make photos take up even more room because there's more meta information. But I want the option. I want the ability to be able to add captions and titles and keywords so that I can make my my photos search more personal. Yes, I can do it on my Mac. Yes, why can't there's I do it on any of my iOS? There's an app for that. It is, <laughs> but but there yeah. isn't. That's the thing. There, you're right. There is an app that lets you do it, but you know what? It doesn't sync to the Mac yet uh, natively. If you mm-hmm. export them and then copy them over, yes, but that's way too much work. But you I shouldn't have to, to. just like the Mac. To. You should you should work. be able to go on the Mac and put down family as one of your Why keywords. Why is that not? How come you can't do it on your phone? Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want to see that in iOS 13. That's that's what I'm. And then another feature that I want is contacts. I want to be able to organize my contacts in groups. Like just the other day, I was at a school function where I met a parent and we wanted to sh- exchange information. I have very specific groups for different people so that I can or keep organized. I just like to be organized. That's been one of the hallmarks of using a Mac. I think you can, think you can, do, that. Think you can do Not that. Not natively and not easily. I can't not just easily. Go I think I you have to go onto iCloud. Contract. I think you have to go into iCloud to do yeah. it. It's, but it's it, a mess. It's a hot but mess. It's but a hot mess. And you should be able to do that because I agree with you, Melissa. I have an art group, a drawing group. And, you know, mm-hmm. I want to send them out an email. Yes. It's like, oh, my God, why can't I just put under art group? And it has all my emails right, right there. And boom, I can just, why can't you know, I just send that. Why yeah. can't I just do, why it's can't the, they be more sensitive to groups? You know, it's that's a, what I it's, would like. It's the little things, like the apps that they have, contacts and all that stuff that's been around for a long time. They put it off to the wayside. Notes, exactly. they updated it uh, some time ago. And it's going to be years later, they're going to do something else with it. But I, I, I complained about that. But on the PC, for these things that we have that's built into the OS, you have to purchase an app for it. Mm-hmm. And that's, one good thing about apples, they do include these kinds of things that you do all the they, time. They, they in give there. you like the yeah. bare minimum and they, they well, do prioritize. Well, it's better than it. nothing at all and having to it pay is. for it. It, it is better than nothing at all. Well, I'm I, going, my husband <clears throat> wanted me to say something <clears throat> today because he said, oh, if you're going to talk about Apple, can you, can you put my order in here? So he, <laughs> now he, he, when he, um, an Apple calendar. So they send, he sends out an invitation for a meeting. Uh-huh. And he's going to be late or he's going to cancel the meeting or he's going to reschedule the meeting. He said it's such a PIA to not be able to uh, reply to the group and say, hey, guys, I'm going to be five minutes late. He said, basically, you have to go through all the invitees or all the attendees in, 
you know, that you've invited to that meeting and it brings you to their contact information and you have to message or email them. Why can't, again, why can't it be a group that, you know, if you've invited a group of people that you can just send out a text or an email saying, Hey, I'm, we're going to reschedule it to two o'clock today, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, I, it's a simple thing. And he said, it's so frustrating. It's so oh, frustrating. The text. Oh, well, you have to already in advance have created that group. Yeah. It, would you Ooh. invite somebody, you know, to an event, like a meeting, you, you have to reply yeah. individually, which is stupid. That's, if you've got six or enough. seven people, yeah. you should be able to say, hey, guys, you know, the meeting's been rescheduled to 1.30, you know, see you then or something. You can't. That sounds have, something like something easy to do. It is. It would be <laughs> yeah. very easy. So there you go. That's yeah. for my husband, Mike. Yeah. He wants to see change. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Not that and, they're listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I have to say something real quickly. Um, I don't know how many of you have um, the AirPods. So last year, as many of you know, um, our, our Three Geeky Ladies podcast, when I got the, when I was having all my troubles with the iMac, Apple gave me a $100 gift card. I thought, oh, that's so great. Well, I couldn't use it in the App Store. I couldn't use it toward the purchase of an iMac or an iPad or an iPhone. I had really nothing I could use it for except in the store. So I bought a pair of I, I, of AirPods. I love them. Love, 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 love my AirPods. However, it's been less than a year and the battery case is dying rapidly. And I read an article, I can't remember if it was on Gizmodo or um, uh, it, was one of, it was one of the tech blogs that said that it was unconscionable, basically, was the gist of the article, that Apple is basically, um, they've noticed that it's declining, the ba- that you're going to be made to purchase more AirPods in the future because the battery is is one of those that after you charge it X amount of times, it's going to just rapidly deteriorate. And I've noticed it already. I can't believe how my fast my AirPods died now. I'm, I'm heartbroken over that. I'm really mad at Apple for that. Because when you're paying 170 bucks for a pair of earphones, come on. I mean, Bose, Bose doesn't do that. Um, not that they have AirPods, but, st- but you know what I'm saying is that you shouldn't have to purchase a product and be forced to purchase the same product a year or two down the line. I, I don't really watch. like that. It's happening yeah. with the watch. It's that something about that small battery form factor that's just not lasting. And I, I have to question their pricing model for those. I agree, Melissa, because you know what happened to my watch. I had the Apple Series 2, and Elisa and Vicky know this. Mm-hmm. I put it on my charger one night. I woke up, and my, my, my screen was completely shattered. I'd have, I, I am so careful yeah. with my watch. Yeah. So I ended up getting the Apple 4 because I wanted, you know, I, I do have AFib, so I really wanted to be able to do that, plus the fall alert, which does not work for me because I— Yeah, you um, were going to talk about that. I trip a lot. I'm clumsy. I'm a klutz with a capital K. And every time I had to shut it off because it'll say, oh, did you fall? Do you want me to call 911? And it's like, that's no, gotta be annoying. <laughs> it is, but I do fall sometimes. And I, when I hike, I really want the fall alert on, but not when I'm just naturally being a klutz. But I do think they need to change the sensitivity on that. And I'm really upset about the battery. And somebody was wondering if my battery in my Apple II series had swollen, had yeah. swollen and 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 shattered the screen because i guess there's a class action suit against apple because of that <laughs> I've, I've heard of it and i've seen it with other models too so. melissa your battery on your watch is already depleting quickly 
It is not. Um, but as I was thinking about batteries, remember when we were talking to Kevin and we had both gotten those cheapy set of knockoff AirPods? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was complaining to him that, oh my God, they're, they're horrible. I mean, luckily I didn't pay a lot. They were one of those lightning deals. So I paid a fraction of the price because I'm looking at the price of AirPods thinking, well, they're what, like $160 and now there's a yep. new version that's even more. So I thought, well, I'll give these a try just to even see if they fit my ears and, you know, because they're the same kind of shape and everything. And I just wanted to try it out. And so a low cost barrier, low cost entry to to try to figure out if this is something that I might like to get the real version. And since I've had those, I'm thinking, wow, the battery life is terrible. But, you know, what can you expect? OK, what can you expect from something that you didn't pay a lot of money for? <laughs> Not a lot. Uh, conversely, what can you expect from something you buy from Apple where you pay the quote unquote Apple tax? You are paying a lot. So then it should stand to reason that you should have a higher expectation for battery life. That should not be happening for the price points that are for those those pieces of hardware. It should not be happening. I agree. And they've got totally. to lower the price and kind of moderate that expectation a little bit better. Especially if you're supposed to be replacing them every two years. If that's the expectation yeah. that Apple has, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's being really greedy on their part to expect you to pay 170 bucks every two years for AirPods. I'm it's, not it's happy creating about that. It's contributing and creating more of this divide between the haves and the have-nots. And it didn't used to be that way. No, I mean, but also... Yes, it was always a higher barrier. It was right. always a higher uh, barrier to entry. And there was, you know, reasons for that, I think. And, and then that got lowered. But then again, it's about expectation. If they're going to do all this hand-holding and make these wonderful products that are supposed to be accessible for all, then make them affordable for all as well. And also think of the carbon footprint it takes to make a pair of these and the, yep. and the battery, you know, where the, where the battery is going. You know, I know they, Apple says they recycle and everything, but you can only recycle so many components. So I just think, you know, in the age of consumerism, do we really need to be consuming, you know, air, you know, wireless, um, uh, you know, earphones every two years? I, I don't think so. I'll, heck, I'll go back to the hardwire ones, but of right. course you have to have a dongle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> have to have an adapter. Mike's favorite thing, dongles. <laughs> yeah, uh, thankfully I've been able to avoid that, but because uh, I don't use my Mac, and I have a 2011 or 2012 MacBook Pro that I don't use because number of issues, keyboard's bad on it, and uh, I get tired of the battery swelling on me. But um, you know, there are people you have to even you know. And it's one of those two-edged sword things when it comes to the iPhone. They got rid of the headphone jack. For me, that's not a problem because I have my Aftershocks headphones and um, Bluetooth works fine. That's every uh, that's fine. But you know, if you want to plug in um, headphones, you have to have a dongle. I have a dongle if I want to plug a, uh, a you know like a USB uh, drive into it to download pictures or whatever. Uh, people have to have dongles for, well, then if you do want a headphone jack and you want to charge it at the same time, that's a different dongle. Uh, I mean, they're just like dongleicious with all this, you know, stuff. And <laughs> it, it, it seems like another way that they're making money on this deal is that they're going to, you know, make your life better by eliminating certain things. But then if you do need it, well, then they're just going to charge you for a dongle for this and a dongle for that. Um, the new um, MacBooks with the type C, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going from what I heard to plug in, you know, USB stuff. Do you have to have an adapter to plug into the right. USB C port to plug in mm -hmm. regular USB, another right. dongle. Um, a dongle for Ethernet. <laughs> yeah, I just Jeez. I got a hub and I got I got one dongle. But see, 
the only way to combat that is just to buy different cables, but you're still buying another piece. You know what I mean? You still have to replace the cable. Yeah. Yeah. And then docking station, I have a a million of those. I I like to review those, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And someday you'll find the perfect one, but yeah. uh, Yeah. Good luck with that. Yes. But But I agree with you, Mike, if, if the aesthetic, if Apple's aesthetic is to be, um, is to basically be very streamlined and, you know, have this um, modernity of, you know, not having a lot of wires, you know, they want to be wireless, this wireless, that, then why the hell the dongles we don't need more adapters or dongles mm-hmm. it should be it should be fluent it should be absolutely a fluency of um you know bluetooth or you know batteries that you know have a good you know uh, shelf life i mean this is kind of ridiculous that you have to buy you know adapters for this and adapters for that i've that's always been one pet peeve of mine about apple is that they will not put a usb in, in you know uh, an ipad or the iphone i mean seriously if they want these devices to be so smart and to take the place really if you think about it of you know your computer or your laptop then you have to have a USB port, you know, there's just some things you need the USB for. And that, again, is an irritant for me that it's such a closed system that they won't allow that. So, and I don't feel like, like Melissa was saying, I don't feel I should have to buy an adapter or cable for every damn thing I want to do on my, you know, on my iMac or my, or my iPad. So I don't know. That's a pet peeve. I know I'm cursing today, guys. I am cursing today. (laughs) It's a cursing day. Apple single-handedly uh, propels the 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 consumer purchases for companies who make dongles and who make cables. Like they're single handedly propelling that. And then also with the app development, you know, we were talking like before with yes, they do give you that comes bundled with with the OS contacts and calendar and you know all of these apps that come with it. And you don't have to pay anything extra like you do in the Windows world. But they kind of give you like the bare bones basic. With, and I guess maybe it is that the expectation is, well, that some uh, some developer will make something better. And so we'll pay that. You'll well, pay outside of that. So it's what, pay now or pay later. What's the explanation yeah. for the power cables on the Mac? Those cables, I bought like five or six mm. of them for one computer. They just the the little Mac safe one. Oh, my God. That's like the, I'm glad that's gone because that one frayed all, all the time. Oh. I mean, I spent a small fortune on cables and I tried to do the third party ones and they're not reliable either. They're worse oh. than, my, than the app. And then we bought, and also the light, lightning cables that you have to buy for uh, your phones. I mean, I don't know how many of those I bought. I mean, it's just like, you. What, why can't they, there's a way to make these products and not have to buy them over and over again. I, I agree. You know? I agree. Yeah, and even if they the charge you, not there. even if they yeah. charge you a few dollars more on, uh, at the top, you're mm-hmm. still saving it in the long run. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like forty or fifty dollars for the power cable to the man. You know. <laughs> oh, at least for it, but we really yeah. want to get what we're paying for. Yeah. 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 Not a good thing. Oh, have we burned out? <laughs> no, no. no. There's, oh, there's gosh, still no. music. You guys wanted to talk about music. A couple of you have something about music. Oh yeah, music. I love my Apple Music because I'm a music fiend and I have, you know, I have pretty eclectic taste. I'm very happy with Apple Music. I, I want listeners to know I'm not going to dis Apple necessarily in the music. I like it. What I don't like sometimes about Apple Music is when there's an iOS update and I have specifically downloaded 
an album or, you know, a, a, a group. And I am on my walk and I'll say, oh, I'm going to listen, you know, to, to whatever, uh, Pink Floyd or what, Pink Martini, whatever. And it's gone. And I have mm. to re-download it when I get home. It's like, what the heck? So, mm. and then also they just randomly, t- I don't know if it's through copyright uh, issues, but you download some, some groups and then you go to listen to it and it's all faded out and you can't, and it says it's not available. Oh. That's why I purchase. That- that is exactly off. why I purchase. But I also find, I don't know if you've had this, uh, Suze, is anytime I turn Apple Music on my computer, it automatically uploads everything and then it changes the songs. It it gives me a different copy of what was originally updated, uh, up, uh, sent up there. And it also does a number on the album artwork. Really? I don't, yep. I've oh my god. People say that too. Messes up the album artwork. I mean, I was I remember when it first started a few years back, I was listening on my phone. I was driving home with my son from North Carolina up home because I had gone down to visit him and we drove back home. And I'm looking at like playing an Aerosmith song and it's got like, you know, the Partridge family artwork or you know, something crazy like that. Yeah. I'm like, what? Well, totally messed just, it up. This is not just Apple Music. It happens with the just I don't have Apple I don't subscribe to music. And that happens all the time on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so, it's like, it's not synced to whatever you're looking at on your, your uh, car display. Cause it doesn't happen all the time. You play the song the next time and it's the right art. Oh, it wasn't it's, on the car. Uh, I had to listen. He doesn't have CarPlay. So I just had to mm-hmm. plug in my phone into the USB and, you know, through mm-hmm. the auxiliary and play it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. So yeah, what I've done is. to what's going on. It's like, it's just, it gets behind and it does something weird on the device. And because because when it's on your uh, cooked up to your uh, your your car's display, it's just showing what's on your phone. Because I look at the phone, it's, it's wrong on the phone. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just Apple, their iTunes or whatever it is that they're using. Is they're not the information is, isn't syncing properly. It's weird. I um, turned Apple Music off on my computer. It's yeah, only on I my just, phone and my iPad. I just don't understand Apple the subscription thing. I mean, I, if I want to hear a song, I can hear it. And not have to pay for it. You know, there's all a million ways you can get to get a song and not act. Yeah, but Napster's gone. Naps, Napster is gone. God, did I love uh, Napster? There's other <laughs> ways. There are other ways to get music. I know, I know, but yeah. Naps, Napster but was my favorite. I like LimeWire. Oh, I use that too. I love LimeWire too. But oh, you know, I have that long time. Oh, God, is it still around? No, I don't think okay. so. But like, but like you said, Suze, that's exactly the reason why I purchased my music because there's so many times that you go on to even Amazon, you go on and you say, I want this 12 song album, but two of them are deleted or, you know, grayed out for whatever reason. You can only listen to 10 of those songs. Well, what if I want those two particular songs? If you buy the album, you can have them. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I love about Apple Music, like say, for instance, you know, I really love a group, but I only really love like maybe four of their songs. I don't want to have to download 20 of their songs. And yeah. I love having that option. I love Apple Music because they get really obscure artists as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm all I'm mm-hmm. all over that, you know, artists putting money in the artist's pocket is the best thing. So I have no problem with that because I used to buy, I mean, CDs constantly. Mike and I, I mean, we've since, you know, we've hard drive them all but you know what i'm saying is i just i like the fact that you know there's some integrity with that um 
And I yeah. think I'm I'm paying amends for all the Napster and LimeWire songs. <laughs> yeah, so I got I got a maybe, oh, yeah. I got maybe fifteen thousand songs, and it's there because they're albums, and I and I don't put them on all on my iPhone because that's ridiculous. Even though I have half a gig uh, on my uh, space, <laughs> and I'm usually only using hundred gig, it's because I only put on there what I absolutely want to hear, and I delete and the, or don't even upload anything that. Um, I have I have it stored away on my Drobo, uh, and I could actually put it on there if I wanted to, but I don't. I don't want to waste space, and I don't want to have to skip through all the songs that I don't want to listen to. But I just really, I, I tried Apple Music, and my, I guess my tastes are not the same as what they play. 99.9% of the time, it's something I absolutely would never listen to. And I'm, I want to go to the next song, and the next song is in. I, well, know? I don't do the playlist or anything like that, but except for yeah. Widget, my dog, I let her listen to <laughs> piano and jazz chill. But you know, like for us, <laughs> you, you said that because I was going to say I just put her on to play the classical stuff for my dog. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, she she likes piano chill. She likes that playlist, and she likes jazz chill. But you know, Vicky, you know how I love Miles Davis, and I love yeah. Monk, and I love I love jazz classics, yeah. and I get them all. I can get them all. I already got them all, so I don't need. Need to do use Apple Music. Well, maybe you guys need to set I'm up like, a, a I'm like, share. I'm like Elisa. I bought those songs. Well, see, Vicky, I think you would use it the way I do. If you said yeah. to me, "Hey, you know, so and so, you know, just put out a new album," I'll go to Apple Music and I'll look, I'll listen to the album, and if I like it, then I'll buy it. I put it on my wish list on Amazon because Amazon's I cheaper. Just, I go to iTunes and listen to a sample of the song. I want to hear the whole thing. There. And I there's a bunch of albums that I've yeah. liked, and there's a lot of them that I've heard. I've seen, like, people will say, you know, uh, I can't think of any of like, oh, One Direction, they're so awesome. Okay, let me listen and see how good. <laughs> no, I'm, and the only true. reason why I thought of them is because I was watching the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony last night. But, you know, you, th- you know, they say, oh, uh, like Chance the Rapper. Oh, he's so awesome. Okay, let me listen to it and see what the big deal is. And if I, I like I choose, it. I choose that's the whole song. <laughs> you know, if I like it, I put it on, you know, if something that I want to buy, I put it on my wish list. If it's something I go, mm, I don't think so. At least I can say, yes, I have heard it. I just don't like it. I think Apple does a great job though with getting new artists because you know, uh, and I like that as well. But you know, I'm a I've, I'm a Floyd fan from years ago, and Roger Waters came out with a new CD, and I said, huh. "Oh my gosh, it's awesome!" So I got to download the whole thing. Same thing with David Gilmore. He came out, you know, with a with a uh, CD. I think it was last year, and it was really funny because one of the songs is the tone. When you go um, to France and you take the high-speed train, the TGV, they have this little jingle, dun, 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 uh, and he actually used that in the song. It's like, oh, this is awesome. Mm. But now that's Norman, your new ringtone now, right? Oh, yeah, I should be. <laughs> if, but, mm-hmm. you know, if I used to go to Borders, you know, remember, got RIP oh, yeah. Borders, mm-hmm. and I used to have to listen to the songs on the headphones say, okay, I'll guess I will buy the album. Yeah, it's only two songs I really want. And I love the, the, the flexibility I have with Apple music and I'm not, yeah. I, I think it's a great service. I, I will, I gladly pay 15 bucks. I really do because you know, a, a CD was 20 bucks mm-hmm. for a CD. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I don't have a problem and money is going into the artist's pocket, which I feel is important. However, I do wish they would work on not having that automatically delivered. So, you know, albums not automatically deleting 
when they have an iOS update. That's irritating. It really is irritating, especially mm-hmm. for us, because many times, like we're in France and we're traveling and we have Bluetooth on the car, we have CarPlay. So, you know, we'll put, want to put on the Gypsy Kings or some French group or something. And I've downloaded it and it's gone. It's like, oh, come on. And, you know, you mm-hmm. got to get on Wi-Fi to re-download it. Because I, I that's what Apple Music does that? Yeah. Is, well, it how- doing, yeah. is it doing the same thing that it's doing with photos where it says it looks at it and thinks, hmm, she hasn't listened to this for X amount of time. Let's take it off. You know, let's leave it yeah. in the cloud, but let's take it off of the device in order to save space. That, yeah, that it's like challenges to be able to be turned. I off. don't want them to yeah. do that. Exactly. You yeah, want to right. be able to switch yeah. that off and say, no, I will manage my own storage. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, because yeah. if I have down, I mean, this isn't just adding. You know how you add, yeah. and it, but this is actually downloading it. So right. And if it's downloaded, adding. it should stay on your. It's it kind of like yeah. it's kind of so like apps where if you have an app that you purchased, whether it was free or paid for, it doesn't matter. You purchased it. And then they pull the app because the developer stopped right. making it or whatever reason. And you get a new phone. You can't re-download it. They should oh, have something up in me. the cloud that says, okay, this is what Elisa bought. She can download this, but I can't go yeah. out and buy it. Like, I can't say, Suzanne, you really need to download this app. It's not available to you so that you can't download it, but I can re-download it because I already bought it and it's still compatible with my current device. Where I, that It irritates. I don't think they, sh- I think I should have the choice. If I want to take it yeah. off, I'll take it off. I can, right. you know, or you can say, you know, do you want to unload, you know how they do with photos? Do you want, or apps, excuse me, not photos. Um, do you want to offload unused photos? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Or, 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 or apps, excuse apps. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's what I mean, apps. Right. And that would be one thing, but my music is very near and dear to me. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, I now, have. Is, is this is this music that you own or Apple Music that you're downloading? Because I was going to say maybe it, it. You said something about you know turning on your Wi-Fi. It could be that if you're not don't connect to Wi-Fi, you know, uh, it depends upon the service. But if you don't connect to Wi-Fi, they may say, well, you may have not renewed your subscription so we're going to turn this music off that you've downloaded that that's a possibility well mike i always we've always had apple music since it came out we've always paid for the family secondly i always download on wi-fi because i have a real crappy at&t i gotta switch to verizon i swear to god i'm always going over my limit so um i you know especially if we're going if we know we're going on a trip because we want music in the car and sometimes you know stations in a foreign Mm -hmm. country are not really great um so we make sure that we have like a whole bunch of music you know that we really like um and so for instance like last year i downloaded sting and shaggy which was a great actually it's a great album it's a really great cruising album and then we listened to it one day and it was awesome and then i went to uh listen to it again in the car the next week and it was gone. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone? And it says, you know, it had it added. It had all the little, you know, clouds to download, but it was already downloaded. And I'm like, what the hell did, what happened to it? Do you, think, so, do you think that's what's happening? That the phone is trying to quote unquote, I'm using air quotes here, intelligently decide when you're running out of space. And so it's offloading that stuff for you. I, I hope not. I, I have, I have like, I think, what, what did I get that's on this, on this, tech, uh, did I get 500 gig? I ha- No, I have tons. I, but I hope I, not I, because I that's not their now. decision to make. That's Suze's decision to make. True. I know. I know. I'm just wondering if it was treating her music like it does with photos where it says, oh, this has been off here for a while. You know, we're just going to leave it in the cloud. And when she wants to print out the high resolution picture, then she can download it from the cloud when she's ready. I wondered if it was, if it was a similar treatment using some kind of algorithm 
for music, but that can't be if she's got plenty of space. No, There's because I have 256. No, I have 256 gigs, and then available, I have 120. So I have more than enough space. So well, it, like, it just does it randomly. It does it. Well, the other thing I was wondering about was like copyright issues. If you don't connect to the internet every so often to reaffirm your subscription to Apple Music, mm -hmm. is it yeah. saying it's taking it off because you your subscription it doesn't know if your subscription is valid or not? So it's like a token exchange. Like there's some yeah. kind of token exchange that's missing at that time. I'm just wondering if the meaning Suze should open Apple Music like once every couple of days just so that yeah. Apple knows. I open it every, like jiggle the handle or something. Yeah. I open yeah. it every day. I have yeah. Apple oh, Music oh. every day. I listen to music every okay. single not day. That. There's okay. not one day that I have not opened up Apple Music since I yeah. I, so I it's just I got, these I got random it. songs that get random, cherry picked. I, think, I yep. never know which one it is. I never know yeah. because you know there's sometimes um you Start know, screenshotting I'll, it and build a case. That's a good idea, actually. That's excellent. Every, every time that happens, excellent screenshot idea. it and say, look, I, wanted, I went to listen to this song and now it's not available, even though I downloaded it before. Like, here's what it looked like before. That would be hard to do because your library is really large. But, you know, yeah. if you could try to somehow document it somehow and then build, your, build a case and say, what is going on? Because I think Apple Music, as far as 15 bucks a month, and I know some people would say that's pricey, but when you think about how we used to consume music, unless you did it <coughs> illegally, um, <laughs> you know, we would go to Borders or, you know, Barnes and & Noble and we'd buy a CD. You know, you'd look for a band that you really loved and you buy it. And so, you know, and the CDs were going up. They were 20, 25 bucks for a CD. It was getting pricey. And that's to me, was hard because it was like, oh, I only like two songs on this. And then yeah. that would force me to go to LimeWire and just get those two songs. So this, I think, is what is much more equitable. And it's a good value proposition for it's your It's a very needs. good value. Yeah. I think it's an excellent value. That's probably the only thing I think is a good value with Apple. And if you're listening just like I am, one person, I pay $99 a year. Yeah. So I said, what, right. $8 or a little over $8 a month? Yeah, that's not bad at all. Well, I, I kind of wanted to throw in something positive about Apple, that they're starting to see the light a little bit on some things. Uh, Apple Music, you can now get on your Amazon Echo device, which does me no good because I already had, by the time they got around to it, I already had my music plan figured out and it didn't include Apple. But they are starting to see the light there. And then the Apple TV app, when it comes out, is going to be available on Fire TVs and the Roku Um and I don't know, maybe it'll end up on the Android TV stuff, but they're starting to see the light there and they realize that they have to go outside their little ecosphere to, you know, start to appeal to a few more people. So, uh, I, I see some chinks. I don't know what I'd call it chinks. That sounds like a weakness, but, uh, <laughs> they're, ex they're expanding their view a little bit to realize that we don't, and I think they're realizing, too, that they kind of have to shift their focus away from all the hardware uh, so much. And they're looking at services. And if you want your service to grow, uh, you have to go beyond Apple because, you know, as far as uh, market share, value of market share, Apple is a leader. But I think when it comes to units out there, Android, I'm pretty sure, kicks Apple's butt as far as, you know, number of devices. Uh, and so if you want to have a profitable service that will make your stockholders happy, you're going to have to go out into the real world here and do things. And so I, you know, I will give them credit for, you know, because Apple used to be, you know, very closed would never consider anything else well now they're at least considering stuff outside of their their wheelhouse so 
it gives me a little hope that maybe they will, um, you know, kind of start to loosen up on things. If they get out there and play with Android, they might go, Hey, there's a few things that Android does, right. And don't, don't say they have to copy it, but I mean, look at it and say, maybe there's some things we should change in our operating system to make it a little more uh, appealing. Like I said, don't, they don't have to turn themselves into Android, but hopefully they can see things in there that will change their one world view that they have here and go, you know, there's things we could improve. That's my hope anyway. That's it. Those are excellent points. As long as the fragmentation doesn't get so out of control because trying to support people, I mean, it's, it's bad enough. I mean, I love the consistency. That's, that's the positive thing that I will say we should end on a positive note, at least is that the consistency is there. When I go and I help people with their Apple devices, I can reasonably expect what I know what I'm going to see when I get their device in my hand. I know what to expect from the settings menu. For example, I have the the UIs memorized, you know, for the last, maybe last three or so, or at least I can, I know I can find my way around it. If mm-hmm. I were to try to support someone on an Android device or, or a Windows device, forget about it. It's, it's mm-hmm. just too different across the board. Too many times, like, like you were saying earlier, I, I just want to sit down something. I just want to, I just want to, why, why doesn't it just work? At least mm-hmm. I can figure it out. At least I can troubleshoot it. At least I have the option to be able to fix it. And I don't feel like I have that on other devices and especially the fact that you can't upgrade them. So I do get a little bit um a little bit trepidatious thinking about Apple's apps being on those other devices that Mike is so excited about as long as the consistency is there. If I go to someone's house and they have all Apple devices but say maybe they bought a Roku or some other device and it has an Apple app on there, I can only hope that they've kept up with the updates or that I can update it myself to fix it and that it will look the same as it does on my Apple TV, for example. If yeah. it looks different, that is going to get really messy, and I, I can't yeah, see them allowing that to that's happen. That's because, we, we all know that's because the Android devices aren't locked down like I, I App Store is. You have to meet their standards and all this Which other stuff. Which is a stuff. good thing, I it's think. It's very right. good thing, yeah. But developers don't like that, and some people like to have stuff different. It's, it's a trade-off. Be, You've yeah, got to, you know, yeah. for every five problems that this yep. solution solves, it's going to create three more problems that are yeah. going to tick off a whole lot of people. Well, yeah, I like the fa- I don't I like the fact I don't have to worry about malware, you know, uh, too much. Oh, you, too, you much. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. It's but, there, but, but, but I don't have to worry about it like I would with a PC. I mean, let's face it. I mm-hmm. remember running, you know, malware and spyware and everything else when I had, you know, um, mm-hmm. a PC, and it that is comforting to me in, in many respects. But I agree with you, Melissa. Uh, Android, I'm totally, somebody had gave me a Samsung phone and said, could you help me? I have no clue how to work. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, yeah but all I, the things I, that I, we're complaining I, about, I really think I, I want to make it clear that these are constructive criticism. I was just going to say, this is constructive criticism. Yep. I, I really do. I'm very critical of Apple. I, they're still my favorite operating system. They butter my bread. I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, I'm not a wealthy person by any stretch of the imagination. I can justify my expenses because I work for it. I work for it and I can justify the cost of these things because it does better my bread. But I can't see myself like supporting Android or or other operating systems. It would drive me insane. It really would. I help people get themselves off of those devices once they've been pulling their hair off and get them onto Apple devices. I do have to talk people off a ledge. You know, there are people who legitimately, they are not giving constructive criticism. They are blaming the operating system. They are making it seem like, you know, it is so broken when it just takes some tweaks and and here and there. And, you know, those like the issues you've been outlining, I mean, yeah, those are really like, I won't say they're fringe, 
But those are definitely issues that need to be brought up to Apple. These are real like things that people are experiencing that need to be tweaked. Like there is something legitimately wrong with an algorithm that's causing that to happen. And, you know, it, it is one of those cases where you you would be the best person to document it and send it to them so that they can fix it. But how many people don't know how to do that? So and that's, they, that's they why have, we're here. They have a lot of money and they should devote a team to go out there to fix bugs, fix things that don't work. You know, that would be a very good uh, use to both billions of dollars that get laying around in, the, in, their, in their checking account. But one thing that I can say about Apple that I love is that sometimes I figure out stuff because it's instinctively you think I do this mm-hmm. I, invariably I always figure stuff out that way instead of going to Google to figure out things that I have to do on a PC there are solutions to things on a PC and you can find them Google makes you smart not dumb mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> that's what I do when I need to figure the, these things out uh, there are solutions you know and there it's not all bad on the, in the Windows world you know, but you I think die. sometimes <laughs> that's the Mac mentality. I think because when I talk to people Mm -hmm. who own Windows and they say, well, I don't know how to do X and it's something that's relatively simple. I say, well, Mm -hmm. did you Google it? And they're like, well, I don't even know how to do that. And what if I don't understand it? And then I Mm -hmm. have to fix it for them where we, I think, instinctively know how come I can't do X. We know how we can look it up in Google and we can follow the directions to at least try to fix whatever the problem is. I'm finding that a lot of younger users don't. I think it's because we had apples a long time ago when they didn't have an apple store and support and we had, we had there was a community that you would go look for i don't know bulletin boards kids they had bulletin boards back then <laughs> stuff like that well, apple user groups i mean yeah there's, there's you, all we, of these so community things that. yeah yeah found to be having the same problem that you are if you look it up and when you're not when they're not when it is a fringe problem then that's yeah, when you have to escalate it Back in the eighties, I actually worked at Circuit City for Apple and it would help people with, with yeah. them. I sold more Apple computers than anybody uh-huh. that worked there. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even an employee. I was working just, you know, an event yeah. that they had for the new ones that came out. Oh. And it's because people had no idea of how to use a Mac. They thought it was a toy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah. Computer is a toy. Then I got some news for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have this one a well, whole lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think the reason why I'm platform agnostic is, is that I just like to keep my <laughs> troubleshooting uh, uh, skills sharp because yeah. yeah you do have to troubleshoot this stuff and it yeah. it, it yeah that's the way my brain works i it, sometimes i just do things that cause problems <laughs> or i know i'm gonna run into problems but and, it's the but, geek you know, in you yeah it is yeah. it is yeah yeah you, you I, I, love the, I love to chase down solutions i agree with you yeah yeah mm-hmm. see i think that um what I do like, I mean, there's many, many things I do love about Apple or I would not own their products. I mean, and I think Melissa's right. I mean, this is just, this is just asking Apple to do some tweaks on some very basic things, you know, um, as far as their ecosystem of products are concerned. But I do love the fact that you can have a 70 or 80 year old pick up an Apple and they can start using it immediately. Mm. Or if you, I see people when I'm in the Apple store, an older person that's never had a computer before. And, you know, you put something in the trash, it's in the trash. You know, you don't have to do this, that, and the other thing and make sure you've got, um, you go to the registry when you had a PC and make sure all the components are gone and you've erased everything. I mean, those are simple yeah. things, but you know, mm. you think about that, how easy it is. Um, it, the user interface is excellent with an Apple and the same thing with an iPad, you know, I mean, or the phone. And when I look at the Samsung, like the other day, um, a little lady next door asked me to 
to add me to her contacts and her con I couldn't even find the contact list. And it was like, how do I add myself? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, very apparent. I had to, you know, I said, well, how do you normally do it? It took me a while and I got it. And I think, Oh my gosh, it, mm. I could never own a Samsung. I mean, granted uh, mm -hmm. Samsung owners probably love their products, but for me, I will never go back anything else i mean i will always be part of i will always own apple i mean I'll, I'll i'll own apple everything but that said because i'm so passionate about apple i need them to fix things to make it even better <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah. way to put it <laughs> we love them so much we just want mm. them to do better you know how yeah. when you date a guy and you love him, but he could improve, like you need to train them sometimes, like to My bring you flowers <laughs> and to do this. You kind of have to train them that they not they don't need to call mom every time they have a Mike, Mike's going, I remember those days. I'm everybody's mom. I'm, you can still call me. I'm, I'm still living those days yet. You know. <laughs> I'm a man. I can change if I have to, I guess. <laughs> A tire, maybe you can change my tires. Like, I, I always told my I always told my husband he was being trained properly. So when I I tell his mom I retrained him properly, and she just laughs. You know? yeah. he, he needs to be encouraged to do. You know, oh, man, <laughs> so does anyone else have anything else to add before we wrap this up? I think we we've got a lot of it covered. Yeah. A little bit covered? Okay. So this was a lot of fun. So I hope, listeners, that you enjoyed listening to this crossover episode of Three Geeky Ladies and Geekiest Show Ever. And we thank you for listening. If you are looking for our contact information on Three Geeky Ladies, you can go to www.3geekyladies.com with the number three, spell, uh, number three spelled out. You'll find our com uh, all of our contact information there. And for Geeky Show Ever, just go to geekyshowever.com to find our information. Actually, I think it's geekyshowever.wordpress.com. If find you go to information. Dot com, it'll redirect. Yep. You can right. find our information there. And we thank you for listening. And Mike? Uh, and don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. <laughs> hug a geek. That should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. Yes. Or at least a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, this is Simon Parnell, the host of the Essential Apple Podcast, a show where we aim to take a wander around the week's news in Apple, news, reviews, technology, security, and anything else that catches our eye. Plus, from time to time, we like to have guests from the industry who we get to tell us about their products, their services, their history, their philosophies, what uh, drives them, and of course, just what makes them tick. That, plus a bunch of friends talking about the news in Apple. What more could you possibly want? Check us out on the My Mac Podcasting Network 